0: before we get too far into this fly racing racer x podcast don't forget to check out race tech man motors suspension they got it all they give you a discount for telling them you listen to pulp so you want to get some motor work done you want to get some suspension work done you want to get some suspension parts you want to get the american-made gold valve that's been um been in use since like the mid 80s and still going strong tell them you listen to pulp they'll give you a deal racetech racetech.com all right on to the show
1: a pulp mx network production Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Super Motocross from Charlotte Review. Yeah, something new, something different. Get JT and Weege on here. They're both part of the broadcast to uh, to talk about what we saw in Charlotte. And, uh, yeah, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, man, at Fly Racing USA on social. And the Formula S helmet, they've come out with that. They're really, really proud. It's a smart helmet, helmet with a brain, let's say. Uh, it can really literally save your life. Read up all about it on F- Fly Racing USA. Dot .com thank you to those guys for coming on board and they've new and improved designs for 2024. These guys are super proud of this uh that they've done and they should be man. It looks better than ever. It's got some key features that are, are a little different and a little better in my opinion as well. Uh a full range of gear from um expensive stuff to uh entry level stuff, whatever it is. Uh, flyracing.com man. Check it out. RJ hampshire Jaleek Swole, and more uh going on with uh, Fly Racing USA. Thank you to the folks at Maxis Tires. Brand new from Maxxis, they got a paddle tire now. They've got two treads designed for soft, intermediate, and intermediate to hard terrain, developed and tested with the expertise of some guy named Jeremy McGrath. Grip, stability, and predictability that surpasses all others. Available now at your local Maxxis dealer or online at shop.maxxis.com. Maxxis MX series, a gift from the science nerds to the moto kids. Pick your pair. Also, thank you to the folks at Renthal. For the third time ever, they swept every single championship in the USA. All of the championships. Wow, they were the Lawrence brothers. Let's face it. And then Jay uh, Sexton. But yeah, they've got it all, man. Uh, they've got all the titles under their belt. They won it again in like '91, and then in '93, they've done it. So yeah, great, great job. Congratulations to the folks at Renthall. Super cool uh, website, dealer locator for the USA, bar bend chart as well, Monster Energy Kawasaki, Red Bull, KTM, Factory Honda, amongst others, using Renthal, and uh, man, chains, uh, sprockets, bars, grips, 7 eighths bar, they're still making that 7 eighths bar for vintage stuff, and they still got cloth bar pads, they came out with that too, Renthal.com, doing a great job with those guys, and also thank you to the folks at Kobolinks and Motorsport.com, we'll tell you more about those guys later, but for now, let's uh, let's dive into it, shall we? Alright, buddy, let's uh let's dive into the first ever super motocross race. Took place in Charlotte, like I said out the top. Uh we have a couple of gentlemen on the line that were involved in the broadcast of the race. First up, calling the action up in the booth with uh, RC and James. It's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege?
3: Yeah, we did it. We had a world championship, biggest race in the history of the sport. Um I don't really think it's all changed from now. Maybe I won't even do this pod anymore. We're good.
0: Yeah. World Championship, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You just you just moved on. I get it. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm
3: done, man. I wore a tie. I'm done with this pod.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The t- this t- pod is not a is not a, a dress up podcast at all. I know. Yeah. I,
3: I, I don't think I can do this anymore. Right. I, I don't think I can live in both worlds.
0: Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. You have to tell the listeners that then, and see how that goes.
3: I know they'll be after us on Twitter,
0: hardcore. <laughs> also on the line, Fly Racing, Fly Racing USA. As I said off the top, uh, the Formula S helmet, something else, uh, something really cool from those guys. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not
2: much. We are uh, we're one round into the Super Motocross World Championship playoffs, dude. Yeah, one yeah, round
0: in. Yeah, it's uh, it catch the fever. I will say, you know what is a little bit of a mind uh, screw, is checking the results and. Jet Lawrence is second in points, right? Because he got the he got the bonus points th- for the regular season, and you and then same thing with Hunter Lawrence. I think Hunter's second too, and it's just a, I just happened to scroll through the points and I'm like, wait, I'm like, oh yeah, wait, yeah, right. They started with you know X, right? So uh, yeah. that's definitely a little bit of a yeah of of a different deal. Um, but yeah, uh, down at the Speedway, there we were in Charlotte, Ouija's hometown race. Uh, at that, um, I guess overall. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? What do you think, Weej?
3: It actually turned out a little better than I thought um, because I really wasn't banking on the hybrid track really being a hybrid track. Um, it was hard to pass on, but I think I've actually seen tracks that were worse. Like, it wasn't... It was just very difficult, but not impossible. We did not not see passing, and I was really afraid, like, really, really afraid there would be just none whatsoever. But what really surprised me was... And I learned this on Thursday when I went over there, and I happened to be... Around and I'm like, wait a minute. Oh my god, there's actually like deep disc up sections. Like, it's not like Monster Cup was said to be a hybrid track. Why? Because it didn't have whoops and it had a high-speed sweeper that was about the extent of mm-hmm. making it motocross. I saw RJ Hampshire and he was like, dude, I did not expect this. Like we were we've just been testing supercross. We did not expect this at all. And then after the race, everybody said they couldn't believe how much motocross it was. Mm-hmm. And then this is pretty bad. I only found this out at literally two o'clock, a half hour before our pre-show began. I was talking to the Dirtworks guys, and uh, they're like, yeah, Randy Poulter and Jeff Russell built that section. Like, the guys that build the Rettas and build Ironman National, like the MX Sports guys, they built that. Like, half the track was built by MX Sports, and half the track was built by Dirtworks. I didn't even know this. So I thought the hybrid thing wasn't actually going to be a hybrid. It actually was. So I thought that was actually better than expected.
0: Huh, okay. JT, what do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, it was good. I uh, really thought it felt like the Charlotte Supercross, if anybody was there in 97 and 98. Uh, to me, it was just eerily similar to that. Really long straightaways, red clay, um, not a lot of passing because it was, you know, you're going in straight lines so much. Uh, but it just, it really felt, I mean, obviously we're, you know, 300 yards away from the race was, so it should feel similar, but it, it really felt that same way to me.
0: Hmm, interesting. No, I didn't. I didn't get that. I was. I was at those races. I didn't get that from this. But uh, there was. I'm with Weege in the fact there was more passing JT than I thought. Guys were able to get by. The split lane worked. Um, you know, there was more passing than I thought. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I still, I still thought it was incredibly difficult to pass. I did. Um, there was passing, but I, I still thought it was harder than mm-hmm. most tracks would ever be to pass on. Oh it was. I just thought there'd be none.
3: Yeah. Like on a scale of 1 to 10 it was like 3 on passing and I thought it would be 1.
0: Um man, yeah. it was uh, crazy after the race and I and I don't I don't think this is a negative for this race or the series at all. I mean the riders I talked to took it as a negative, but I don't think it is a negative. Like everyone was not happy with their suspension. It it was too much motocrossy for supercross stuff. It would got breaking bumps and ruts and bumps, we, what you talked about, you know, being uh, yep. uh worked in as an outdoor track. And dude, everyone I talked to was not happy. Uh but I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like, I don't know, maybe the team's just didn't maybe they missed their mark or maybe they, you know, maybe it's, you know, JT, you know, the supercross stuff is really really specialized for supercross. But um, you know, they'll they'll figure that out and get a little better, but holy crap, man, the amount of guys that were like, "Dude, my bike sucks, <laughs> was, was, yeah. was something else, you know? I mean,
2: everybody everybody went way too stiff. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's what it came down to. Um, you know, I, I kind of wondered where the setups would be, where guys would come in. Uh, you know, the trend these days compared to olden times is really stiff. that is just the norm. Uh, and then you factor in kind of a supercross setting, they go really stiff. But if you don't have whoops to contend with, you know, I talked about this, I don't know what show we were on last week, but I kind of talked about this with you. I don't think you have to be incredibly stiff. I think it was on uh on the Fantasy Pod mm-hmm. cuz Truman was like, "Man, think you should like really you you would go motocross." And I'm like, well, not full motocross, but pretty soft." Like I just didn't see a reason to go crazy stiff. And uh I mean, I I'm not saying I was right, but it, it definitely turned out that way anyway.
0: Yeah, though. You know, a couple guys said that the the one rhythm you know the, the 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 one big rhythm lane. You needed supercar stuff for that. There was some big yeah, faces and, and yep. all that. But yep. I mean, even you know, if you were to give, I would I would speculate that if you were to bolt on, a hurling suspension, or you know a, a Jeremy Sewer suspension to one of our American guys' bikes, it would be unrideable to them. Do you know what I mean? It'd be unrideable almost. Yeah, too it's, soft. Yeah, this stuff is so soft. So like, is there is there an in between Jeremy Sewer setup? And a motocross setup, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there like, is. Yeah, like something, right? Like so, I, yeah. I it will be interesting to see. Now Chicago looks more outdoorsy, and the Coliseum is more supercrossy. So it is. we'll yeah. see what the guys do and what they adjust with um, going forward. But man, there were some unhappy riders in the pits. That's for sure. Well, uh, look at look at
2: Jets. Uh, look at Jets' first moto. You can see it. You know, he, he made mention of it on the podium, but you could literally see how uncomfortable he was in that first moto with the setting. And I I think he was just way too stiff for how rough the track was. And when they softened it up and they went, you know, I, I don't know the technical aspects of what they did, but you could see the bike was much more plush in the second one, and he could actually, like, charge and, and push forward.
0: Well, I was talking to Lars after, and he didn't think they did much.
2: Well, Jet, Jet said they went a lot softer
3: in okay. the second
0: one. All right, well. Team manager, Lars. Um,
2: So let me ask you this, JT.
3: So everybody I talk to is like, yeah, we're screwed. Like, this was a um, paraphrasing here. I feel like everybody's like, we're screwed because you just can't go any softer and do those rhythms. You will
2: die. No, you Um, can You totally can (laughs) So that's the question. Yes. You can't. I mean, can't is such a, like, I don't deal in absolutes very much, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, saying you can't to me is crazy. Um, Is it going to be a compromise? Sure. It's always compromise. Uh, um, you're, maybe you're you going to can- have to, you're going to have to be a little bit more careful. Like the front, you know, you're going to, it's, it's going to compress more and there's going to be a reaction to it, but are you going to be able to go a lot faster and some of the others? <laughs> Absolutely.
0: A so lot of, yeah,
2: it's give and take, man.
0: Well, and a lot of the guys were saying like you had to be real precise in the rhythm to make up time. Cause if you clipped, you know, you, you, it cost you a little time, a yep. little time, a little, little time. So yeah, if you had softer stuff, you'd really have to be careful to nail yeah, everything, sure. but if you nailed it, you'd be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, um, it's
2: being mindful of what you have, right? You can't, if you go softer, you can't go in there thinking you have supercross stuff. You have to know that and be prepared for it and react accordingly. Like, uh, that's what James and Ricky talked about with Chase Sexton quite a bit during motocross is that like, if you know, you have a tendency to lose the front, then you, you know, act accordingly. And the same thing goes, if you go with a softer setting, you know, that you can't get away with the same things you could. If you're much stiffer, there's going to be an upside. You can go faster. The bumps aren't, you know, they're going to absorb bumps better. You're going to to charge through those sections. You're not going to get arm pump as easily. But, yeah, if Mm. you come up short or you clip something or all those things, like you can G out easier, there's lots of things. But it's, I I think there's give and take. I just don't, I don't buy into this. You can't do that. It's not going to work. Eh, I don't, I mean, is it not going to work quite as well? Sure. Can you not do it at all? I don't. And then I think that's true. And
0: then the flip side is Starling's supercar stuff got lost because he was in Italy last year or last week, so he was on motocross stuff and said it's impossible. It's impossible. He, he barely tried, right? Um, and,
3: yeah, but he did not die,
0: right? No, no, he did not die. No, he's alive. Um, but yeah. you know, he he was like, I can't even push it. I can't even do anything. I got motocross stuff on. And again, I like Starling, but a little bit of me is like, come on, man. <laughs>
2: so, okay, so yeah. <laughs> you tell me, Steve. Like being a hundred percent you know, honest, transparent, whatever, other than the long rhythm section, what section of the racetrack would you have not been able to do anything different?
0: Yeah, nothing. No. Nothing. No.
2: Like, no. nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, okay, be a little careful there, you know? Like, yeah. everywhere else, I don't see any, like, you're telling me you can't jump that triple that 65s were doing? Right. That's what you're talking.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I think, think it was only the, I, rhythm. the rhythm. I think they're only talking about the rhythm. Okay, well, it. I mean, I, I've... I've jumped rhythm. So I'm not saying you've got to go four, like some of the guys were like, I get that. Right. But tripling on, you're telling me you can't triple onto that and step off with, with outdoor stuff. Give me a break. Like I I don't buy that for one second.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I do will say, yes, I think most of them were saying, I guess they could go through the rhythm with softer suspension, but there's no room for error, right? If you clip, if you go short or long, you're probably in huge trouble. If you try to quad or try to uncork something, you're in huge trouble. Um, and I think that was the fear. Like, we have no room for error if we go any yeah. softer. Wow. And or if a big rhythm comes out, then we can't do it.
0: I mean, RJ was basically like, RJ was telling me after the race and post-race, like, it was unbelievable how bad of, the bike was riding him. You know, <laughs> and, and he he wasn't riding the bike. And I'm not and I'm not saying like, oh, RJ was wrong. But I just no. was like, I just, I'm like, I'm, I'll be interested to see what these guys figure out. Because, yeah, I mean, like we got... Well, the tracks are going to
2: change, right? So if they think they they're going to go to something and it's going to be perfect going into Chicago. The track's going to be a lot different. Dirt's going to be different. Like there's, you know,
0: Um, this goes all the way back to my point.
3: Like we thought, well, you know, we've seen Atlanta and monster cup and uh, Daytona, the old Charlotte race, whatever. I've never heard people wrestling with this type of dilemma. Maybe Daytona to a degree, but Daytona isn't just up on purpose. It just yeah. happens have black sand that kind of gets there on its own.
0: That's old school Daytona. Now newer Daytona is super stuff. Super car stuff it's all. got some
3: black yeah. sand, so I'm sure yeah. it gets holes in it. But, yeah, nothing like you know what it's yeah. designed practice at a motocross yeah. race where they purposely rip it. So here's what I'm getting at. To me, this is proof. I just want to shut it all down because I will. I do still see the occasional... Why do you keep saying this? We've seen it in Atlanta this year. And I'm like, no, Atlanta did not have
0: no, any yeah. sections
3: that required motocross suspension settings. So this is
0: not the yeah, same. No one should say that. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. No. Just look at the tracks. Look at the two tracks. Yes. Yeah.
3: Second of all, second of all, the challenge of the top teams and riders saying we don't know the exact perfect way to tackle this is the point of yeah. these races. Yeah, it's that great. is supposed to be the challenge.
0: That's what I said off the top when I talk, I, I heard a lot of complaining, and I, I don't really care. Yeah, like, whatever, I get it. Like, yeah, good, good. It's supposed to be yeah, hard. Right. It's supposed to be
3: like, <laughs> this is both, and we're going to put you to the test, you and your teams, and see who can handle both. And I just didn't believe coming in that it was actually going to do that. But now that it has, I, it's the same thing with the greats and the whole shot devices and all the stuff we complain about on the side, right? I understand. Their job is to try to make everything perfect and better all the time. But sometimes – to make it exciting, it has to be difficult to do that, you know? That's why we don't re- – I don't think the three of us like the starting grades right?
0: I don't like any of that stuff, yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. But the teams like it, why? Because it's better. It's easier. It's the more ideal from an engineering, scientific perspective. The uh, ideal thing is to ride motocross on motocross suspension and do supercross rhythms with supercross suspension. That is ideal but this is not designed to live in that world. It's supposed to be difficult and hard and new and unique.
0: Uh, I will say, too, one of the things, one of the reasons I heard about the greats being brought in was it helps us at Motocross the Nations. And we'll talk about that before we hang this pot up. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great work, guys. Uh, anyways, um, so uh, what what's the best thing about this race? What was the worst thing about this race, JT? Uh, like, what was the... Coolest part for you, the, the 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 neatest attraction, and maybe the thing that they could work on or do better, or that you didn't like.
2: um I think that the best thing to me was like the the overall concept, like the participation, the stakes of it, like how much money's on the line, and that everybody's kind of bought into this thing. Like it wasn't like it it, it wasn't like Monster Cup or U.S. Open where half the guys show up, no one really cares. Like it was. All the best guys, and everyone realized what's what's at stake. That to me was the best part. Um, what I think they could do better is just just like the track layout. I was kind of blah on the track, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I know it's a lot of learning. Like everybody's trying to figure this out. Like what's the right balance? Um, I just the yeah. track wasn't super inspiring to me. That's all.
0: Yeah, I, I was talking to Mui from Feld, and I said, well, you know, I mean, the first Triple Crown races were six minutes, and you guys adjusted that. Like you will. You'll figure it out. Um, You know, it's the first time, right? Uh, Weed, same question for you.
3: Yeah, right off the top, the fact that of the top 20 guys in each class, 40 total robbers, they had everybody except Hymas and Tomac who were injured. The fact that all the factory guys who made it raced, Star didn't have their LCQ guys race, but otherwise everybody participated. If you had told me in January this few dudes would be hurt, actually, that's a win. But I kind of knew that going in. The thing that surprised me is how much more collaborative this was than I even thought. And obviously, I've been super behind the scenes with this all year. And I've seen MX Sportsfeld and the two AMAs. Let's not forget there's two AMAs in the world that have to work together on this. I've seen these people at the races in meetings together all year. But this weekend was like a whole nother level. Like, again, the Randy Polk motocross track builder, Dirtworks guys working together to water each other's sections of the track. I didn't expect
0: – Yeah, there was a, as much
3: collaboration I've seen, it was even more than I thought. So I'm going to actually say that that was the, the most positive thing. It truly – it wasn't just window dressing. It was a true attempt to try to make it
0: a hybrid. I, I saw the MX Sports watering truck came, came out from Virginia. I don't know how the hell that got out there, but yeah. – That's what I mean. They, they
3: drove mm. that thing down from, from High Point and the Morgantown office Jesus. to water the track. Oh. Like, yeah. Just to be like, no, it's supposed to have the motocross water truck.
0: Okay, yeah. All right, and what's the thing that maybe they can improve on or you didn't like?
3: Well, the same thing. As you said, hybrid tracks, they have historically not proven very good on uh, passing. The passing was better than I thought, but I think we could agree. The passing was worse than a supercross track and worse than a motocross track still. Um, So I don't know Mm -hmm. if there is a solution. We'll see with enough runs at it. Here's my question, actually, JT. Is the problem, we have the sample size, I don't know how much we can extrapolate on it was the motocross supercross track or it was they set it up at a drag race track, which has its own other issues. So that's what makes us hard to, to figure out.
2: Yeah. To me, to me, it was really the drag way. Um, I love the uh-huh. dirt, like that. That's some of my favorite dirt, even though it was a little slippery in the morning, had some challenges. That type of dirt I really like.
0: Just a little. Uh, I <laughs> Slippery. Those cuts. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely.
3: Hey, but uh, by the way, you think that was on purpose too? Like, supercross is never that. Way. Well, in Vegas it was when they know it's going to be extremely dry, but I almost wonder if that was also an attempt to
2: make a little more motocrossy, do you think? I
0: don't know. I, don't know.
2: I couldn't figure out if it rained. Someone said it <laughs> rained overnight. Yeah. And I saw them watering it a lot, so I couldn't tell which was which. Uh, but I... it, it definitely felt like. Okay, I'll tell you this. When there's rain in the forecast and it's that muddy in the morning, I was scratching my head. Like, I'm me like, too. why is it so muddy when it's supposed to rain today? There so I, some, I don't know. Some maybe sketchy, it didn't rain. Somebody said it rained,
3: so I don't know.
0: Sketchy moments out there for yes. practice. Oh, yeah.
2: That made me think
3: that they were like, no, no, we want this to form in and not get dry and hard. And again, that's more of a motocross feel. But yeah, maybe it rained. I don't know. That was just my theory. You would think with that much rain expected that they were going to back it down, but they did not back it down.
0: Um, okay. Um, yeah, interesting. I, um, I definitely got the sense, like, I know it's one more race, because one less national in the Monster Cup, I get that, but I definitely talked to some mechanics that had fatigue, you know, had, like, uh like, you know what I mean, like, here we go. I definitely got a sense of, like, not everyone on the teams was, like, super stoked to be there, um, and it was a lot of work, and, you know, just all the things that, you know you guys know all the mechanics have to do and they got they got one week off and they're gearing up right um so i definitely got the sense of like people that uh were not happy to be there and you know it was a two-day format compared to the one but but uh i will say i I put on the i put on my twitter i tweeted out that uh hey there's some things to work on i don't think this thing was a home run uh you know but it wasn't wasn't a, a failure at all or anything else and i have to say like not that social media is the judge of everything, thank God, but I got a lot of positive feedback. People are like, "I loved it. It was great." Like, uh, home run, or you know what I mean. Like, I was actually surprised because no one's ever happy on social media, right? It, it's all the miserable people, including myself. Um, and I yeah, got, and
3: anything new is usually
0: yeah 10. shot down oh. or whatever. I, I was actually very surprised by the response to me saying, like, I, I I'm coming away out of this thing like at a six out of ten. You know, 7 out of 10. Like It's like, eh, right? But I got to say, the fans that on social media really like this thing. Not everybody, of course, because it's social media, but uh, overwhelmingly the fans thought this was awesome. So that's cool. You know, like, seemed like it was a hit for the the average viewer.
3: Yeah, I would think so because, you know, let's be honest, the coolest races of the season, what are they? The most anticipated races are the openers, you know? So when you – if you were to just add three more Supercross or three more Motocross races – it wouldn't add another opener. We just added another opener, and actually, I think we thought, ah, it's not going to be that much different. We just saw Jet go 22-0. and 0. We just saw Hunter win both 250 titles. How different is it going to be? But it helped that the results ended up being way different than what Poppy people expected coming in. I mean, did anybody have Jet Lawrence getting seventh in the first moto on the bingo card, right? Or or Hunter being last yeah. at the beginning of both both motos? Yeah, I, tweet, so,
0: I tweeted that he got passed more in the first five minutes than he did like all season long. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: point being that the opening round electricity for fans is awesome, and we kind of got that again, and uh, not in a predictable manner. Just like Anaheim one is rarely predictable. Just like the outdoor opener has often been super weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a big difference between being a mechanic on the team and a fan who is another race to watch on a yeah. Saturday.
0: Yeah, yeah, all. yeah, yeah. For sure. No, I get. I and I get the teams doing it. Yeah, being being yeah, a little yeah. bit like you know. And again, two day format. You know what I mean? They don't always do press day. This one they had to all be there and. Yeah, I think I think the teams are a little bit like, oh boy, because you know the the money's going to the racers, right? So um, for the most part, and uh, yeah, but hey, uh, it is what it is. Did you guys think it was a little long? The, the two mains were a little long. Were they good?
3: Uh, my perspective is always different doing my job. So it's yeah, really that's true.
0: Yeah, in. I didn't watch um, the broadcast all the way through yet either. But
3: they they felt quick to me. But I'll say this: I, on let's see, shows with you, Steve. And you were making it sound like the races were going to be super short. Mm -hmm. Like, your complaint was that they were going to be too short. So now they felt long. So I think that's good, right?
0: Yeah, I I definitely, like, at one point, like, looked up, and there was seven minutes to go. And I'm like, huh, okay. Okay. But but also, we. But I feel like the
3: mains and supercross, we do that a lot. And I'm like, well, now we got two. Like, I feel like in the 20 minute mains, all the time we're looking, I'm like, oh my God, we're only 13 minutes in and the race feels like it's over and there's still seven minutes in a lap. Well, now we have two of those.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. Also, a horrendous press box location. Uh, Not happy. Uh, I will be firing (laughs) off emails to all of the people uh, in charge. Um, Absolutely terrible. Uh, We were at the end. Well, JT, you were in there. Uh, we, I don't know if you saw it, uh, but it was the, the sweeper. Yeah. The, you just sat by the sweeper and then there was no real screens to watch. And yeah. So.
3: Yeah. I made sure to, once I saw it in the morning to avoid you for the rest of the day. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll not be in this press box with Steve at any point this
2: weekend. I'm going to make sure.
0: Why? Because I we in there.
2: We jump in there, right? Like I'm in there, I'm working on my computer or whatever. He comes in there just railing against me. Immediately, yeah, yelling I don't, I don't like, yeah, there.
0: yeah, I don't like you in there. I don't like you in there,
2: Steve. You, you oh. know that I like write for Racer X and all sorts of things. Like yeah, I'm but, on this podcast for Racer X, like, what are you, actually, what are you actually yelling about?
0: I can't saunter into the TV compound. I can't go okay, in you don't there. You work
2: for the TV crew.
0: What? No, but you don't. You're, you're not covering the. Absolutely, I do. Oh I work for the God. media. You...
2: What do you mean? Okay, all right, but cool. You don't think I'm covering
3: the race right now? I would like to see Steve saunter in, though. I'd like to see some sauntering, maybe this weekend. Yeah, man, I,
0: I'm gonna saunter in. Hey, <laughs> what, he what do we got for food? What's going on? We, what's up, you? Stu? What's up, Stu? What? Hey, RC, what's going on? Hey, guys, what's this button do? I'm gonna do that.
2: I hey. would like. I don't, think, I don't. Same thing. Like that's not the food area.
0: Well, whatever. There's there's a special room for food area. Also, I know you. I know there is. I've seen it. Uh, and it's it's chocolate fountains. It's it's. Uh, caviar, it's 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 uh, prime rib, uh, a cutting station, a roaster station, and then we just... It was actually
3: hamburgers and hot dogs this particular weekend. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not saying that's the average, but that's what it was. Right, it right.
0: Was. Um, Fair point. All right.
3: JT
2: was probably...
0: Just, JT,
3: did
2: you just not eat?
3: Uh,
2: I brought a salad with me. Uh, there with it is. Yeah. But I also had a, uh, a hamburger patty with some tomatoes. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> wow. tried. Sean, uh, we did get pizza. It came late, but we did get pizza oh. up in the press box. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, I yeah. So, should
3: have gone up. You know. Did you see the air-conditioned press tent, JT? I did not. Where was that? So there was there's the press box. Steve must be leaving this part out. So they also had the press tent like they have at Outdoor, but they had air conditioners hooked up to it just like, yeah, like it air Yeah, but
0: it didn't work, I guess, and there was no power. I, some of the photographers oh. were not happy. Yeah, there was some issues with that, yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they imported air conditioning, which we haven't had outdoors. Oh, okay, right. so that wasn't good.
0: I guess not. I don't know. I I just heard some complaints from the from the photo vultures. So, um,
3: I'm just glad, Steve, that some of the advice that the TV people gave us was, you know, they said when they do the Super Bowl, they treat it. They try to do the same. The Sunday Night Football on NBC, they're doing the best job they possibly can already. So there's no upgrade. You can't get five percent better than your best. So they're like, don't try to overdo it. Just do what you do. So I'm glad that JT took that advice right down to, you brought a salad to all the races this year. (laughs)
0: He's continuing to do it. Bring a salad. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Do what you did in the regular season. Uh, Well, I was actually concerned. So I I didn't have a rental car, and there was no food nearby. So I was a little concerned because I pretty much starved myself. I was there, and there was really no food. So I didn't want to do that again. So I walked somewhere Saturday morning, got a a salad to bring with me. Uh, So, yeah. I learned my lesson.
0: Well, I know a rental car? I don't understand.
2: Uh, Supercars. will usually use uh, Feld supplies us with an Uber. Oh. Um, okay. Application that we can use. Oh. So it's fine. It, it worked really well. Just there was not there was no food. Like yeah. normally, it's you know the football yeah. stadiums. You could, I could just go get food somewhere. But
0: well, yeah. And again, and no one, no one wants to talk about all this money flowing into the riders. But I'm going to be out all this money at these three extra races. So it's also costing me money, more money too, these SMX things. So I was I made sure to tell Sean that too. Um, all right. Uh, Sexton wins. Yeah, uh, he needed this. Uh, again, one of the most amazing stats is that Chase Sexton never led a lap in the outdoors all season long. And that's just amazing. And Sexton uh, looked great, uh, got starts. Jet Lawrence did not get starts. And Sexton went 1-1. I wasn't sure he was going to get Kenny. We were at a live show on Friday night that we unbelievably didn't show up for. Uh, it's still... Mind blowing that Weege couldn't make it to ten cycles for the live show. And what do you uh, mean?
2: we were we were literally working the same time you were. No, he
0: could have came like later. It, it was fine. He oh, chose God. not to. No, I,
2: I don't know. You have the most unreal unrealistic expectations of people. Sir, and things.
0: Justin Brayton say. was upset. That's uh, the the JB ten was upset.
2: You think we had a choice? I
0: don't know. It seemed like Weege could have made it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Anyways,
3: I uh, I um, my kids. I figured I could make it and then my kid's baseball schedule, the actual times of the games on Friday came out on Tuesday and I'm like, "Oh no, there's a 7:30 game and that could potentially be makeable." So now I'm on the hook. Now I got to go.
0: What's so, more important, your kid or Brayton?
3: I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if I had all if I held all the votes in this election, I'd be at 10 cycles, but it is a democracy and I'm not the only one in my household voting on uh, where I should go.
0: Okay. All right. Well, anyways. The answer uh,
3: is, haven't you spent the previous 28 Fridays? Well, we
0: had a great time. Hanging we made, out with the boys? We had 30 minutes of just making fun of Phil. It was great. So... Anyways. Um,
3: JB told me that you guys were saying what's going to happen is I'm going to not go to 10 and also talk to too many fans and then not make it to the baseball game and then dis out everybody.
0: Yeah. That's what we did think. Yeah. Yeah. We, yes. thought, we thought you wouldn't make anything. Anything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyways, uh, Brayton was talking about Roxanne. He knows him well, right? Uh, he said that this is such a Kenny thing to show up out of nowhere and then win, win a moto. He, JB was saying the first one, uh, but I was, I wasn't sure he was going to get caught in the second one. And then, I don't know if Chase's mechanic told Chase Jet's coming. Uh they started getting into the 114s uh consistently and lowering it and then Kenny was kind of done by then. Uh but I was really surprised that uh uh Sexton dominated the way he did. Uh and good job Weech. he needed it. It had to felt pretty good for him.
3: Yeah, I know that you know on the surface the starts for Jet obviously was a massive thing and we could talk about that later. But at one point Jet got to where yeah, think chase was still in second and jet got to third
0: I yeah think. and he was catching him yep
3: and you're like okay it's on now it won't even affect the overall but i mean we know with these two it's about a whole lot more than that it's about confidence mm-hmm. and going into the future who's going to be the guy and one guy saying i already shut you down and the other guy's saying i'm not done winning and uh sexton answered he had two ridiculous burner laps and that just ended it and uh yeah that's exactly what he needed yep and it's funny because sexton has a tendency to crash a lot. A lot of times in moments when he could or should win races. He gets the reputation. I, I just hate the... It's mental. It's uh, in his head. I, the In your head thing. It drives me nuts. It, it gets used so often. Um, and I'm like, this is also a guy who's overcome some crazy odds. A lot. And should have given up. A lot. I mean, I saw him get beat eight straight motos by Eli Tomac last year. And then roll off a win streak of his own against Eli Tomac. Um, so... I don't really buy that he was shot mentally and he won't be able to do it, but this just proves once again, like every time you think Sexton's not going to figure it out and he's like, okay, it ain't going to happen, he does. I-, I think that's one of his assets to me. I, I don't think it's as
2: much of a liability.
0: What do you think, JT, of the win?
2: Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I thought he-, he needed it really, really badly. Um, yeah, I don't think he ever really stopped believing in himself. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about his body language and he just, was he, you know, like mentally there? Had he kind of given up on this season, whatever? I don't know, man. I I have never talked to him where I felt like he didn't think he should be winning or didn't expect to win all the time. Um, I, I thought it was really important for him to come in and not think about motocross, like really, truly treat it as its own event. Like it, it's different than motocross. It's different than supercross. It's its, its own thing. So don't treat it like the same thing that's been happening to you from Jet week in and week out. You know, like Jet was not unbeatable in Supercross. Like if you go back and watch Jet's Supercross career, he was great. You know, he won two titles, of course, but it wasn't like he just crushed everyone and dominated everybody nonstop. You know, like it was there was a lot of battling with guys who were not anywhere near as good as Chase Sexton. So I don't think it's going to be an away type victory thing for Jet in Supercross, and I and I'm. I was happy to see Chase kind of treat it like that. And, and, uh, I mean, they, you know, that second motor, they were really close in pace, but Chase got it done. Like, he got the starts and he got up front and he rode confidently. That was the Chase we saw this Supercross season.
0: Yeah, it was really a story of two different jets, that's for sure, uh, from between the first one and the second one. And even early in the second one, it wasn't going good either, you know? And, no, he was, he
2: he really got it together in the second one. Like, that was the jet we're used to seeing. But, I, you know, I, just the margins are a lot tighter in Supercross, you know? And, when you get, like, Jet's going to win in Supercross. He's going to win a lot. Now, is he going to win the title next year? I don't know. You know, he'll be a contender for sure. But it's not going to be just runaways week in and week out. That's that's just not what's going to happen, in my opinion. The, the gaps and the margins and everything is just really tight in Supercross. Um, and if you look, like, the point I was trying to make, and didn't do it very well about Supercross, Oakland of last year was the biggest margin of victory he ever had in a Supercross race and it was like sixteen seconds. Okay? Which sounds like a lot, but it's really not that much. If you go back and look at like guys like Ricky and Stu and some of the leads they had in Supercross, like they would just crush everyone, right? Like most of Jets wins were were fairly close, you know? Like, yeah, a few but seconds. that's just we say that that's just, just style. That's just how he does it. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to be utter domination like it was in motocross. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he'll be really good. He'll be at the front a lot. He'll win some. And if he wins the title, it will be because he won five races and, and was just airtight the rest of them. Um, I don't think we should. I, I just think people are expecting him, him to come in and go on like a 15 and a you know 15 and one or 15 to two type season next year. I don't think that's going to be the case, or nor should it be expected. McGrath-like, Steve? I, I don't think that will be the case.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just
3: saying with Sexton that I know people probably are thinking it's insane that I'm saying that he's not a head case, but here's what Sexton does. He just keeps trying. He just keeps trying. He just keeps trying. I mean, he had about five super crosses where the season was lost and over. And then by Atlanta and those races toward the end of the year, he was figuring it out. He was getting better. Yes, he got lucky that Tomac got hurt. He wouldn't win the title if Tomac and Webb don't go down. But he just kept staying in it and kept staying in it and kept believing I'm gonna figure this out. And then he just took a complete shutout of everything outdoors, and he just showed up again, thinking he's gonna get it. I feel like that's one of his assets.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was uh, the second half of the second moto was yeah, really impressive, for sure from Jet. Yeah. But yeah, he.
2: But did you see one thing I wanted to add there? Did you see when Jet went like into some other dimension and threw in like a? 115, I believe it was. The mm-hmm. next lap, Chase went even faster. Yeah, 114. Chase to a 114, right? Yeah. And then he that, went even faster. To me next was a lap.
0: He, yeah, he went even, better, yeah, that, even lower again. Yep.
2: That was really, really important, right? He was unable to do that really this summer, like sustain that, answer the bell, and hold it. Um, I, I just thought that was a really big moment.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I wonder, I don't know, like, did the mechanic not, you know, you, generally it's a gap to first, right? Like, hey, you're. 2.1 whatever you know you're you're showing the leader lap time and then you're showing your own lap time uh, but I wonder if the mechanic showed him 23 uh 23 lap time and then 18 lap time underneath or something or maybe it was just they both got they both picked it up at the same time but it did seem think, funny I mean, that that he Chase got better when when Lawrence caught him yeah well I think Chase
2: just saw him right because yeah, you're marking be. guys sure, you yeah. always mark everybody right like and when he saw Jet pick up the pace, you just know, like, I got to go now, or this is going to get ugly. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ken Roxon, three three, good job for Kenny. Uh, led the second one for most of it, I think. Uh, good job for Ken Roxon. Not not a bad job. Tired. I do. I think so. It looked like it. Yeah, yeah. I
2: think so too. Um, I, I mentioned to him on the podium, like, hey, I thought we all thought you were going to kind of run away there. I, I personally did. I'm like, he's going to check out. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, you could you could just tell like he looked a little tired, and yeah. I. I wrote this in my column that'll come out tomorrow. I think he uh if he had raced all pro motocross, I think he probably wins. Um it's it's just so hard to replicate that type of racing for for twenty minutes, right? Twenty minutes plus two laps. Um I don't know. I, I mean at certain times of Kenny's career when he's as fit as humanly possible, he runs away with that race. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It was yeah. just something I noticed. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Yep. Uh Luij two four. Good job for Dylan Ferrandis. His uh Farrell rides. For Star Yamaha, that was good. He even said my bike was good, which <laughs> I I said to one of the Star guys. Did you hear him say that? And they go, no, but if so, I'm gonna make a margarita.
3: Okay, that's great.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. great.
3: Yeah, I mean, no one was talking just coming into this uh, at all. Um, he was maybe yeah he eighth or ninth <laughs> on the guy being talked about the
0: most. Probably, probably. yes, probably between yep.
3: the three we've already discussed, and then uh, throwing Webb Anderson Barsha. Maybe AC even. Yep. But um, look, we had zero data on him in Supercross this year, basically at all. He was getting a couple of in like the few races that he did. That doesn't, at the beginning of the year, you can't really take anything from that. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't even know. Just getting seventh in the first motor was shocking, but I don't think anyone had expected for to get second either. Not that they shouldn't have. I just don't think anyone was talking about him at all. So yeah. that's huge for Forandes. I mean, I mean, is it impossible that Foranis wins the whole thing somehow? It's probably not.
0: Well, you would definitely think of him as because he's leaving and whatever, he's going to mail it in a little bit, you know? But, yeah, no no mailing it in, you know?
3: Yeah, I don't think a lot of these guys have that in them, to be honest. They do in the off-season races when the only guy that was truly trying at Monster Cup is someone who won the first race and had a shot at the million, right? Um, that's about it. But I, I think in this level, like it's considered a title. Somebody's gonna get a million dollars no matter what, one of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I think the guys try. I think they
0: do. Uh, Jet Lawrence seven two. I thought with I, th- I said something to, to Lars about both Lawrence brothers. Like, dude, they they, they you gotta climb this mountain. You, you you climb the supercross mountain, you get it done. You climb the motocross mountain, you get it done. You know, it's like almost a lot to ask of them. To totally get up for this three race thing. You know, it has been a long year and a lot of week in and week out stress. And regardless of bike setup or, you know, bad starts, because they've made that up, they've made bad starts work for them before. I just wonder if both of the brothers were like ah, exhale a little bit, you know? Um, I mean, they, they, you know, money's important, but they're still going to do well no matter what. But I just wonder if both of them were that way, because neither one of them Jet's second half of the second moto was pretty damn good, but nothing else was really sticking up for either Lawrence brother, you know, all all weekend long. So I th-
2: I just thought Jet was struggling all day. Yeah. Um, I To me, it really felt like High Point to me. Like High Point, he, he overcame it, and he still got it done. But, he, you know, High Point, he crashed in practice a couple times, and mm-hmm. he crashed in the moto, and this was that kind of same day. Like, you went out there, had the weird thing with the rear tire in the first one, then got a wheel change, Crashed after that and his lap time wasn't good. He, he and then he came back, he bounced back in the second one, good for him. But then the race was more of the same, just struggle. And it just it was just that type of day. You know, and it, at high point it just said, Yeah, my I don't feel right today. Yeah. My balance feels off, I just don't feel good. Yeah. Um it just reminded me of that.
0: Anderson rode really well. He came up from in the first one he moved to the front. That was good. Uh I don't know what he what he started. I gotta figure that let me look at this here. Uh the lap chart for Anderson. Yeah, he was eighth. And he moved into fourth. So good job for Jason Anderson in the first one. Kind of consistent from there, four five on the day. Uh, AP, I didn't notice much of AP. Really didn't. No, I think he
3: was struggling in that rhythm. Think. Yeah. Um, You know, that was a banker break in many ways. I had not really thought about that point you made in the Lawrence's there, Steve. But you're probably right. If you look at the scenario of everyone coming into this, it's the reverse of them, right? They just won all the titles, and in one case, went perfect. that would be like, I did it, man. I did it. I climbed the mountain. I did it. It's time to exhale. And everybody else has got to be like, this is our chance to shut this dude down yeah. in the 450 class, right? So I felt like Anderson was riding like that in the first moto. Like, he got around him, and he's probably like, I have to beat, I have to beat this guy right now. This is my shot to yeah. show him mm-hmm. that it's not over. Uh, like, to JT's point, like, in Supercross, it will be different. I feel like Roxon rode that way. Stu made the point in the broadcast. It's kind of like being the Super Bowl champ. You're getting everybody's best every game the next season. And, uh, yeah, they're probably way up for it. And he probably yeah, probably feels like he needs to be on vacation right now. And uh, Anderson, I think, showed that. I think he was really trying hard.
0: Yeah, it's just, I wonder, because both of them sort of just were, you know, so-so. Yeah, and for, obviously, yeah. if they
3: whole shot both motos, maybe the entire story is different. Yeah, obviously, yeah, we yeah. we're aware of that. But, yeah. yeah, those guys, everybody's coming after them now.
0: Uh, Barsha, seventh, Cooper Webb. Back on Yamaha, yeah, kind of underwhelming, JT. Like, all right. Like, I'm sure he wasn't stoked. He was basically the last factory guy, you know, after him came privateer guys. So, yeah, if you're Cooper Webb, you weren't stoked. He he, he was, I think, fifth in Moto2, got set back to seventh. So, yeah, not. he's not quite in peak physical fitness yet either.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought the starts were the, the biggest story, right? Like, the riding wasn't exceptional but the starts really didn't help anything. You know, I just wasn't ever really in position to do much with it. So, uh I'm sure he'll he'll learn from it, bounce back, get better. Uh yeah. you know, it's like it's like the same as Anaheim. Everybody thinks comes in and thinks they're really ready and then you don't realize what where your weaknesses are until the first race. So
3: I talked to him after he was extremely not happy. Extremely disappointed in yeah. himself.
0: Yeah, I could, uh, I could see that. Yeah, I was yeah, talking to, he, I was talking with yeah, the star he guys. He
3: wasn't using the bike as his excuse. He said he rode like shit, and he needs to be better. And that was not the performance he was expecting.
0: But he just got on it Friday, so well, <laughs> first day. Yeah, now nah, I was talking to. I
3: understand. This. He does a he does an interview with you saying that he's been riding it since the summer. Yeah, why? Why are you going back?
0: No, I was kidding. I'm joking.
3: I he said that at the oh. press on Friday. He said that when he's already publicly said it's not the case.
0: Oh, on the press release, he sa- oh, on the press conference, he said that
3: on Friday. Yeah.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm
3: like, uh, I just hit publish on an interview with you an hour ago where you've been writing it for two months.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah, that's odd. But um, yeah, he'll be better, I'm sure. One of the star guys told me that he thought they thought he could podium, you know, and they're like, yeah, I think he can make get on the box. So you know, again, bad starts and all that, but yeah, nowhere near the box for Coop. For this race, anyway. No, no. Yeah, um, but
3: they, I don't think they were treating this as getting to know each other. I think they thought. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no. They were ready. He said, this is Anaheim yeah. 1. We're here to kick ass. Yeah. I think that was how they came in.
0: So, March Banks went 10-9. He was 19th and 15th after the first lap. And you know he was for, even further than back uh, than that off the start. It looked like he had about the fifth best time in each one, fifth be- fastest lap. So, good job for March Banks. Yeah, rode well. 10-9. Uh, you, you know, no one's going to talk about it, but did he move forward? Yeah. So.
3: Well, I saw him scrub underneath Phil on a triple. Yeah, I didn't see
0: that. Yeah. yeah. What about our guy Phil? Uh, I'll t- oh, go ahead, JT. I, I
2: don't like. I, I honestly didn't pay attention to him at all. Okay. To be <laughs> truly, I, I really didn't. Right? I was trying to pay. I guess paying attention to the other guys and Jet was in his own war and all those things. There's plenty to to watch. But ten nine will make you a lot of money if you keep doing that. Yeah. So that's all. That's really point. Yeah, he was fast. Point.
0: He was he was fast. Yeah. man. he moved he moved past all those guys. You know that uh or uh, yeah
2: you figure you go 10 9 at every every moto you're gonna get you know probably seventh or eighth overall yeah. my guess you're gonna get 100 grand um it's
0: pretty cool what about our guy phil just smx specialist is that what where we're at i think he is like not supercross not motocross but yeah smx yeah it's
3: not death cross not for him no is not death cross no
0: uh
3: doesn't have to triple in Will he ever – he'll never have to triple end. I don't think.
0: No, I don't think so. No. I, think nope. just, yeah.
3: I don't know.
2: We were, were talking about this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he wins the LCQ, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there was a miscommunication on the back, back end of the TV side, and Will was originally supposed to interview the 450 LCQ winner. So I'm about 30 to 40 yards away talking to Nick Way. Um, I, you know, I have like one ear listening to – the you know bondo and people talking, getting ready for the interview, whatever. And the other year, I'm listening to Nick and going back and forth with him. Well, I hear them go, "Okay, we're going to send it down to JT and 10. I'm like, "Wait, what?" I turn around and Will's not there. I see Phil on the podium with the camera guy, with no one, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I sprinted like some sort of Olympic sprinter, Usain Bolt, Ben Johnson, take your pick, oh, Ben Johnson with or without steroids. <laughs> like yeah, sprinted to the podium. Get there at the last possible second. Run up there. I have no idea what I'm going to say. I just grab the camera. They're like, two, one, go. And I'm like, hey, Phil. And eh, Phil, yeah. Just like it was it, the most panicked I've been it, in a while. But it would have been so perfect had oh, no yeah. one shown up to interview well, Phil.
0: But, okay, so they showed him on TV, and it was weird, JT, because he walked up with a hat on, and he was just standing there with his hands on his hips. There was no one there. Yeah. And I was like, yep. look, look at Phil just basking in the glory of of, of this. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that so that yep. explains the miscommunication. There was, for about, there was truly no one there. Right, yeah. Which would have been great to Phil to not get an interview or just go commercial. That would have been awesome, too. Uh, yep, yeah, but
2: it would have been so yes. Phil. No one didn't show up to interview him.
0: I don't, know if you guys are, I don't know if you guys are aware, but he's mad that he's going to be in the LCQ everyone. So, yeah. That's, Shocking. Yeah. Uh, Shocking. But he wrote pretty well. Our guy Phil wrote pretty well. Um, 13th he overall. Did. You know, technically speaking, right, he is the twentieth seated guy. Uh so he outperformed his uh his uh, ranking, let's say. Uh Colt Nichols uh was working with the Bubba Poly guys. He's on Rick Ware, and then Shane McArath's on a full mobile one Rick Ware bike under the Rock River tent. Savachi, the other Rick Ware rider, is nowhere to be found. I don't know, man. <laughs> let's see. I don't know what's going on. You talk to all three guys. And they got different stories on what happened to Rick Ware helping them for the SMX races. It's really yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but these guys are all just like pirates trying to find their way to the races. It's it's great. So Doesn't
3: Rick Ware have an official media outlet that he goes to to explain himself and do yeah, interviews? I
0: I, I I thought so too. I'm going to have to put out the bat signal to figure out what's going on. I the you last know Rick's I, guy the last I heard, Rick was showing up at these with his team, and then just—I oh, did not know that. In the past week, it went sideways everywhere. So Nichols. When the Bubba Poly
3: team took Colt Nichols to
0: Iron Man, they said it was for SMX. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep,
2: yep. That is a fact.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah, because Jericho is now team manager over there, so Jericho's working this deal.
2: But like, how does Jericho keep finding his way into these situations? <laughs>
0: I don't know. You'd probably have to ask him. Uh, He was in a much better mood, though, than he was when he was helping out Butler, brother, in the summer. He was in a much better mood. Yeah.
3: I I went over there, too. I I picked up on
0: that. Right. You picked up on that. He was back to joking and laughing. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ty Masterpool, good starts. God dang. You know, I was a little worried for Ty. Maybe I missed it. But in practice, I swear it took him half the practice – three-quarters of the practice to jump the triple. I was like, what? oh, boy. Yeah, I swear. Maybe I missed it, but every time I saw him, he doubled the thing. And I was like, oh, boy. Like, again, this was before any 65 rider jumped it. So I didn't really see what the deal was. But it took him forever to jump the triple, at least in relative terms. I mean, I would never jump it either way. But in, for the riders on the track, he was double singling for a long time. And I'm like, oh, boy. He got it, and then he got great starts, and 11-12 uh, on the night, so on the day. So good job, Time Pooh. How about those starts? That's awesome.
3: Yeah, he was struggling. I talked to him about the appendix situation, mm-hmm. so he was supposed to get the appendix taken out because uh, he had an attack at Ironman. He doesn't know where, why that happened. But he didn't want to get it taken out because they told him maybe three weeks before he could do anything, and he wants to race these races. So he's going to do heavy antibiotics just to get through these three. And then get it taken out. You, That's can, how do, badly
0: you can do is. that. I thought. I thought literally it, it attacks you. That's the. Th- it's attacking I, you. That's what I, they.
3: He said the antibiotics are gnarly, and he could only go about. He was only able to do seven minute motos, and then this week he got up to nine. So when I saw him get those starts, I'm like, "This is good, but also bad."
0: So yeah, yeah.
3: If anyone's wondering why he started going backwards like he did, okay, obviously he's getting passed by nine really great Supercross guys. Yeah, but also. And uh, he was – everybody went – all those Texas guys went to his place, Harlan and mm-hmm. uh, Cartwright and all those guys, and they, they confirmed that he's basically – at lap uh, minute nine, he is done. Yep. So good for him to tough it out.
0: Um, yeah, that's crazy because, again, I thought your ten- appendix attacks you and you have, you have no choice but to go to the hospital. So. <laughs> I'm just um,
3: telling you the sacrifices that – somebody told me they're like all these profiteers who didn't do this. When they see Masterpool with a $40,000 check, they're going to be like, oh,
0: oh, uh, yeah. Good job for Grant Harlan. Justin Hill was there on a Cowie. Josh on a Yamaha. Yeah. So the brothers... With the Tedder rig, though. With the Tedder rig, KTMs are... I don't know, man. I didn't ask any questions, but neither Hill brother looked like they really were tip-top. That's for sure. Um. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's uh, I know quite a bit about their program. I actually use Bundy Built um, to help them. That's uh, our local shop here. Our, our old buddy, our old buddy Bundy, Nate, Nate, Ramsey's longtime mechanic. So it was kind of a tether deal, but kind of Bundy Built putting some bikes together. And I think there's this SMX is going to be a tale of two things. It's going to be these factory teams going all in, like we've been talking about, and then everybody else, the last six guys we just talked about, is yeah. like slapping it together. Totally unprepared. Oh, it's
0: loose. Back on yeah. the island, when you go around oh. the island, it yes. is loose. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, I'm here for it, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Adam Cincirillo crashed out or didn't cr- crash bad in the first lap of the second one and then finished way back. He was stoked there was no whoops on his arm. That was better for his arm. I saw him in the airport this morning. We chatted for a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it is what it is for Adam. So, nine twenty-two. Macrath wasn't very good. Chiz wasn't good either. JT, boy, is... What's going on yeah, with Chiz? He's had a rough, had a rough like month or two two months. There. Yeah, two yeah, yeah, month, two months. I don't know what's going on? He there. is not chising right now, not at all. No. Uh, Dino crashed out in the first one, and uh, then was wasn't going to line up for the second one, but he he ended up doing that. So twenty two sixteen for Dino. Not a not an ideal day. Moran's Jerry was Jerry was just happy to be there, man. Yep. So. Made the main. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yep. All right. Okay. Uh, anything else for for these?
3: Also, uh, oh. Freddie, we missed Freddie somehow. He was good. 13-11 for 12th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, held Phil at bay. I feel like we've had Phil-Freddie battles quite a bit last month or so.
0: Yeah. I did yeah. like Harlan was right behind Phil on the last lap of the second moto, and he got sketchy over the triple and hit the tough block and almost hit it into Phil. Like hit it with a oh. front tire. Oh. And I would have just died if it had knocked Phil over and then he kept going. It did not. But that would have been amazing. That would have been great. So um, I I applauded him for that effort, which he said was not on purpose. Uh, But okay. All right. 450s. And then so, yeah, like I said, points standings. Like, yeah, like Jet was seventh. Sorry. Jet was fourth with a 7-2 and he's second in the points. Um, So, yeah, SMX, catch the fever. Uh,
3: But I actually look at it the opposite. I was honestly thinking that these seeded in points, the fact that Sexton has three more points than Plessinger coming into this after how great Sexton has been this year. I mean, he's probably beaten Plessinger Mm -hmm. in 95% of the races they've been in together and Plessinger's second. I was like, the amount of points you're getting as a reward isn't enough. But now I feel the opposite. I'm like, oh, Sexton already has a 12 point lead over Jet. Now I know they're going to double and triple the points the next two weeks, But he has a 12-point lead after one round, partially because he already had a five-point lead going into it. So Mm -hmm. I kind of changed my mind. Those seeding points maybe matter more than I realized they were going to.
0: All right, that's, uh, that's the 450 race from uh, Charlotte. Uh, thank you to the folks at Renthal Maxis. Also, Koba Links lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Use code PULPMX for free shipping and a discount. You can get it at motorsport.com. It's a lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Uh, K-O-U-B-A links.com. Thank you to the folks at Motorsport as well. Uh, motorsport.com, OEM and aftermarket parts. If you've got an e-bike, they sell that as well. Street bike stuff, UTV, dirt bikes, all of it. Great prices. Great service, dedicated team of gearheads there to help you out. And, uh, yeah, big things from motorsport.com, guys, coming up soon. Our guy Aaron Hansel will be covering it uh, from those guys. And so please check out motorsport.com and go through the banner on Pulp to help us out. That would be fantastic. And then we get a small slice of that. Uh, so we appreciate that. And also, too, Weege, yeah, on X Maps.
3: Yeah, uh, X Maps. Our guy, J.D. Beach, who races American flat track. And then this weekend got a factory ride with the Yamaha Blue Crew. Moto America road race team, hit me up out of nowhere. Said he, speaking of motorsport, what's that place you go to? That that ranch? What, what's that place you went to? Gold Creek
0: Lodge. Gold Creek Lodge.
3: Yeah, he went to Gold Creek Lodge. He used Onyx Maps. It was awesome. Showed him where to go. Uh, a couple other riders who don't even endorse Onyx Maps have told me they used it because they listened to it in the pod and they just downloaded it. So if you want a mountain bike, hike, find some single track for your dirt bike or your adventure bike or your dual sport or your side-by-side use it. Go to onxmaps.com or Onx Offroad in the App Store. 600,000 miles of trails, public and private land, all mapped out.
0: And the Cowie SR450 as well?
3: Yeah, we talk about this every week. A lot of the brands have their own edition bike, a special edition bike. Our man Chris Kiefer has tested them all. He says this is by far the biggest difference of any of the edition bikes you can buy. The motor is a big difference compared to the regular KX450 with the SR Special Racer Cowie. Because of the ECU and the head and the pro circuit exhaust, the suspension is improved. But also, this is what I like. When you go to Kawasaki.com, they're offering some rebates on select models. And I believe this one might be one of them. So we're already saying that this bike is a great value because you're getting all this stuff on the bike for a little bit more than the regular bike. But I believe there might even be a discount in it for you, which makes it an even better deal. But they're only going to have so many of these bikes. So Kawasaki.com. Get one now, the SR Special Racer.
0: Rebates, bro, rebates.
3: Now, now I'm in, Dave. Yeah,
0: now you're in, absolutely. Uh, by the way, RV did the race day live, and um, I asked him about it, and he said, "Dude, it's a lot of meetings, it's a lot of meetings, a lot of phone calls." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I hear."
3: Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a lot of meetings.
0: So he did yep. a good job though, uh, with uh, with Dan Hubbard for race day live. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see if he gets brought back or not. I think he's doing all three, but I'm at, I'm at like, next year. Um, all right, uh, 250 class. Joe Shimoda is on a roll, two in a row, uh, if you count the Ironman uh, win. And then now 4-1 on this one. Tom Vial, 3-2. Hayden Deegan, 1-5. I did think Deegan was going to move up more in the second one. Like, I was kind of surprised he seemed to about halfway kind of kind of settle for fifth. He's trying to catch Jordan Smith, his teammate, there. But uh, Joe Schmoda takes the, takes the win, Weege, and uh, it was a good race, him, uh, him and Tom VL. Really good battle.
3: Yeah, it was, kind of like uh, Ferrandez. I don't know where people had Tom Vial on the depth chart coming in, yeah. but, you know, that's probably everyone's mistake because these are good riders. And the fact that they both got second is probably shouldn't be as shocking as it probably seemed. Like, oh, yeah, Vial. oh, yeah, he's a good rider. Oh, yeah, Ferrandez, he's a good rider. But um, Deegan said, I don't remember if he was talking to you or Will, whoever he did the podium interview with. Deegan had a pretty good crash in practice, Mm -hmm. and he said that was starting to catch up with him there, the second moto. Because I I thought the same thing. I'm like, this isn't over. If Deegan gets to third, I think he still wins. Because Shimoda was only fourth in the first moto. Um, But in the short series, I know, again, they're going to double and triple points. But who knows? Like, this could be all the difference. Like, uh, Shimoda winning the overall and Deegan getting third could be all the difference in the end. Wouldn't it be crazy if Shimoda, who we know is moving on, uh, ends up winning this thing? Or what if Seth, what if all guys that are leaving, yeah, win titles?
0: Yeah, yeah, that that'll that, be crazy. And and Vial apparently is leaving Baker's Factory. Speaking about leaving, um, so that'll, that's an interesting subplot for next year as well. What he's going to end up doing, but yeah, it was a good two hundred and fifty race. JT, uh, kind of a tale of two motos, like like. Uh, we talked about with uh it was kitchen leading the first one he was sick a little bit i guess he said on social media and then hayden got him and then the second one was the V Allen Schmoto show
2: yeah yeah it was i thought the 250 racing was was pretty good all day um there was some excitement that we were kind of missing in uh eh, portions of the 450 like the the craziness of jet in the first 450 was was fun but otherwise the 250 racing was was much more exciting um i was uh i was Interested to see Hayden unable to close those guys down in the second one. Uh, He kind of lost lost the Mm -hmm. the toe there from those guys. You know Jordan and Vial and uh, Joe and Ryder. Um, I I didn't expect that. Um, So that was a little bit interesting. Uh, But yeah, those guys, uh, those all guys, all did great. There's a lot of storylines there. You know Ryder D. Really, kind of finally breaking through. Like that was a really big moto. I yeah, you tell um, tell
0: me you did not ex- you, you expected him fully to start dropping back in Moto Two. Of like, course, that's yeah, all we've ever right, seen. Right, right, right.
2: Like yep. good starts, go real fast, and then go backwards. Yep. So why would we not expect that? Um, but yeah, he he didn't do it to his credit, and he knew how big of a moment he was. He was, I mean, he was literally in tears after the race because um, he knew, like, he finally didn't do the same thing that we all expected him to do again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, congrats to him. That was great.
0: Yeah, he wrote really well. I talked to him after the race as well. Um I maybe downplayed how exci- how good he did because if he was in tears, like I was like, Hey, good night for you, like it, what it was. And yeah, he's he yep. was really stoked. So uh and Jordan- I, thought, uh,
2: okay. I, I I spoke to Jordan Smith. I don't know if you're gonna go to him next, but yeah. I spoke to Jordan uh after the race for the post race show and, uh, yeah, he was really impressive in that second one. I mean, he was fast. Yep,
0: he like, was on it.
2: If he had not been so far back in the first moto, like he could have been a contender for, yeah. you know, a podium overall or something. Uh, he was much, much better than I expected. I, I thought he would kind of come in and get his feet wet and get back up to speed. But uh, now he was he was legit right off the bat. And we'll see if that was a he's from that area type thing or if this will be the Jordan we see over the next two races as well.
0: Yeah, Weege, we, uh, Ryder D and Jordan were, were impressive. Like they were maybe the surprises.
2: Yeah, and
3: Smith actually went 17th to 8th in that first race. So he rode awesome there, too. Uh, And that's the last guy Hunter couldn't get, 9th. And he wasn't going to catch Jordan because he was riding awesome. And I also want to give Jordan credit. I happened to turn on the local news on Thursday morning, and there he is. He's being paraded around as the local, Mm. originally from North Carolina. And he did a really good job. And he said he was doing... Some three hundred mile weeks on the bicycle when he couldn't ride because of the hand and wrist and whatever he or thumb and wrist I think he had hurt, so yeah, he's clearly coming in doing everything he can uh, to be ready for this. I think we've all wondered like what where everyone's head is going to be coming into these races, some guys probably not as it as others, but it appears that Jordan Smith is taking this very seriously
0: uh Hammaker, uh p c guys got these spikes figured out, and these starts figured out that's for sure wow, so, yeah that's yeah. That, that they they were on it. And uh, Seth uh, fell in Moto One uh, when he was third, I believe, and got it back up to fifth, but five uh, six on the day for him. Um, good job for Seth Hamaker. 5'8, five, eight. Five, eight, sorry, eight. five eight. Yep.
3: So but, yeah, sixth yeah, overall.
0: Yep. Yeah, so yeah. Seth rode really well. Uh, Kitchen was sick, as we said. Hunter, yeah, just couldn't couldn't get it going. It was just bizarre. Uh, he was trying. He was he was he moved up, you know, and, and especially in the first one. Um, but uh, he was dead last. Uh, so, but yeah, just couldn't couldn't really get it going.
3: Well, I don't know. I mean, he was basically la- can on this track with the amount of passing. If you're 22nd both times, is 9-7 about as good as you can do?
0: Was he last in the second one too?
3: First turn crash.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Maybe yeah. See, by, by the time he came around, maybe he'd gotten some guys or something. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, he, he caused uh, somebody else was hung up with him in that turn. That's right. Um, yeah,
3: so he crashed on the yep. first lap, like the third turn in the first moto, mm-hmm. and the first turn in the second moto. So I don't know. I feel like 9-7. Yep. I don't know how much better you can do.
0: Cooper fell first lap, to or second lap of the first one, and was way back. He was up in, like, top five, I think, when he fell. So uh, he needed his starts. They weren't there for him. They're usually there for him. They were not there for Justin Cooper. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. What else?
3: I didn't see. I don't see any of this stuff. Like, was there anything to note of like where Cooper was in the battle? I barely saw him. Like, was he riding good? Bad? I think. I think our guy Mitch Kendra there at Race Rex, He told me that uh, Smiths just walked away from him. I think in both motos, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, kind of.
3: Yeah, so yeah. it's not just Starks. Like Jordan Smith rode better than Justin Cooper. So yeah. I don't think that's what you'd expect. I mean, we thought Cooper might be, maybe arguably the best guy. Coming
0: into this, uh, Forkner was a trendy pick to podium, uh, come, going through the LCQ, and he almost—it was right in the mix. He was in the back of the train in uh, six in Moto One, and then crashed in Moto Two early, and uh, that was way way back. So, didn't stop it from passing my fantasy pick, Hunter Yoder, who didn't really look ready. Hunter Yoder to be there, wish I would have known. No, he was that.
3: not. He said he had ridden a couple of hours. Mm. That was that was about. That his would prep. have been
0: really handy to know for fantasy purposes. Yeah, a couple of
3: hours. Great. Yeah, he but said during the summer he'd ride maybe once a week just to ride, and then um, got mm. a late call. I think it might have been last Friday, maybe Monday, Tuesday. Yep. Hey, can you do this? And it was like, okay, let me ride a little bit today.
2: What does and, he do? What does he do for work?
3: I don't know. He didn't ever ride for outdoors, so I don't know what he was doing. He was just riding okay. to ride every once in a while.
0: Um, all right. Uh RJ went R J. Crash in the sand, crash somewhere else.
2: <laughs> you crashed on that double pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, that corner double.
0: Yeah, the corner double. Yep, that's right.
2: That was a pretty pretty ugly one.
0: Yeah. Um Max Anstey qualified fourteenth and went uh eighteen fifteen and just never never looked good, Max Because obviously, you know, we know him from him with Supercross and he was really riding well and yeah. Funny how you don't see these guys for a while. I mean he went and did the first round of the world, but yeah. Not not a good day for Max Anstey. Um what else? Anything else? Mumford was sick. He was sick all week. Oh, he was surprised he was even he was surprised he was even like able to finish the first one and then he didn't even line up for the second one. So um, we had a
3: uh, close make to the main and yep. then get uh, docked. For going
0: around the uh, track
3: inside some down riders in the lcq so that put Nice in right
0: yep that put Luke lo- lo- nice in yep zombie was so not what i wanted to know okay
3: in your dumb fantasy world there pulp fantasy everyone runs the you know who's going to be in the main so lock it in were people aware of this to wow. unlock
0: wow. blows we tweeted we tweeted it which yeah. may not be enough um we can look it up though uh People
3: must have had Blows on their team for sure.
0: Let me look here. Uh, Chris Blows, yeah, three point three percent pick trend, but Variz had a five point two and didn't qualify either.
3: So, oh, so the only ones—it was just people that probably picked before the race. Yeah,
0: Daxton De- Bennett was slightly less than Blows. What? Yeah,
3: a rider who was not even entered.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Fantasy stuff, so.
3: I just um, figured everyone's like,
0: okay, I watched the LCQ, tell yeah, me to make a sandwich, yeah. I'll be back. What? What? Yeah, really, right? Um Okay, uh what else? Um anything else two fifty wise, uh Braswell Hawkins. Hawkins went down. Pretty good there. Um Schwartz was alright, I guess. Uh Voland, one good, one bad for Voland. Actually, no way, he got tenth. God, he was fifth for a while in Moto one. I know that. <clears throat> he was up there and then he dropped back. Um anything else? 250 wise? Super, super duper motocross?
2: No, I'm, I'll be honest, man. I was watching the guys at the front so much. Yep. That those back. back I didn't pay enough attention to them. Wow. Um, so that's on me. I, d- I just don't uh, have any context to add to them.
0: Uh, do you guys have any questions about the right-hand sweeper? Because I had that on <laughs> lock. Like, if you guys want to know... actually though, Did Shmort- they not have the
2: TVs going? No. Really?
3: Oh, wow. Okay. You that's didn't have a TV screen.
0: On the far left of the press box that was full, there was a TV over there. I couldn't see it. Uh, there were two TVs. There was one on
2: the yeah, right and one
3: on the left. The
0: one on the right just had live timing. And then okay. and then I could oh my God. and and I could see the screen down on the track side for the fans. So I could see that a yes. little bit through like a little bit of reflection. But if you guys want did to know somebody about the just, sweeper, yeah, let me know.
3: Oh okay. Like did somebody just turn on peacock on their computer, maybe?
0: Uh Wi Fi was complete garbage. Yes. Okay. What? Couldn't do that. Nope. Wi-Fi was off and on. Yep, no go on that either.
3: I'm actually impressed. JT, can you believe we're an hour into the show before Steve has really gone to this level of detail? Like, I I, I really feel no, this should have started the pod, knowing Steve the way I know him.
0: I'm trying to be more positive, Weech. I'm trying to just, you know, look, oh, at, yeah. look ahead yeah. to Super Motocross and all that, the, the the glory that it has.
3: I mean, Daytona has been eviscerated by you for, for less, I feel. <laughs>
0: No, no, definitely not. Uh, But but, I I, I mean, I was sitting there with watching this sweeper, yawning, looking at my fantasy points and trying to glance over at the screen to see what was actually going on in the race. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest time. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't the greatest time I've ever had. Wow, oh,
3: very diplomatic. Have you been drugged? I
0: can't. Listen, we, I mean, maybe it's the pizza. Maybe Sean Brennan put something in the pizza. <laughs> maybe like he put Xanax or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, uh.
3: You know what? Now that I think about it, yes, he's been offering you pizza all year. Yeah. If, I'm the, if I'm the press manager, that would be
2: the move.
0: It's like drugging the gorillas in the zoo. Like, just you yeah. just, just feed them pizza so they just calm down, they don't kill anybody. You know?
2: How are we gonna dress? that uh, I, ooh, I got an idea. Yeah. How was that spirit flight
0: today, buddy? Well, I think that may have something to do with my with my reaction on this podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah, I got a text at four in the morning from my friends at United saying, uh, yeah, your flight's got operational issues. Uh you, we have rebooked you uh to Denver at four o'clock and then you can fly to Vegas on Monday morning. Hope that's oh. I hope that's good. I hope that's oh, good, my. sir. So then I, so then I called my super duper uh, hotline that I have for being their number one uh, rated customer, and waited 40 minutes on hold on 3:30 in the morning and never talked to anybody. They finally just broke me down and I bought a Spirit Direct. Yep. No way. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. United catch
0: the fever. Oh yeah, we had a rough one. I'm not, I can't sit here and you know yeah it was it wasn't great. So uh, Spirit Direct and I don't know there's no cushions on those things and there's no recline. And you are just locked in there. It is something else. Tell you what. So, yeah, not a great not a great weekend. Not a, not a great weekend. Uh, hey, speaking... There
3: had to be Xanax on that pizza. I cannot believe we're an hour into this pod. And we're just hearing about this.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, sometimes, wow. you know, people grow up, weed People change.
3: <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you at Daytona next year. We'll see
2: you there.
0: <laughs> uh, before we go on this thing, um, a couple things... Um, uh team USA, what is going on with that? What's happening? It's I spoke to someone that said they didn't they thought it was seventy thirty that the team doesn't go.
2: That's good. The game. Yeah. Everything I've heard has been very, very bad. Yeah over the yeah. last forty eight to seventy two hours.
0: Not good. Yeah. Um No. No.
2: We're in a bad we're in a bad deep dark place. <laughs>
0: Volan was supposed to go, backed out. The latest is maybe Jalik Swole going, uh, but there's issues with that because he's going to Triumph. Um, yeah, uh, is there somebody else?
2: Christian Craig, I think, has put his hand up as a possible option. Are you for reals? Yes. Because I guess the
3: issue is because there's a, there's basically a Husky or KTM 250 just sitting there, right? I think is what's what we where we're at now. Yep. So it's got to be someone from that team. And I've heard conflicting. They sent one for Voland or they sent one because they don't know. They didn't know if RJ, which class RJ was going to be in. Bottom line is there's a 250 waiting. So, so how about this, Steve? It could come full circle. Craig could get the 250 spot for Team USA. Finally. Just a year
0: later. Finally. <laughs> uh, why don't we send the kid on the 65 that was tripling here out of KTM?
2: JD <laughs> Smart.
0: Yeah, send him. Scott. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, I guess, like, is sending Christian and AP and RJ better than not sending a team? Yes, it is. Um, not sending a team is sort of embarrassing. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's not, not great either way. Be interesting to see what happens. But they got to, I mean, they got to make this happen. Like, today is Sunday night. Uh, this has to happen yeah. soon, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
2: I think the decision's tomorrow.
0: You do? Okay.
2: I
3: do.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow.
2: Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: I mean it's kind of a perfect storm. Like I would love to sit here and blame Roger, but I can't from what I hear. Uh no, no, I don't yeah. think this is the yep. Roger thing. Right, right. Like it, it you know, like that's normally me yelling about that. Uh, but I've been Xanaxed on my pizza. But I don't think it's <laughs> that. I I yeah, I it's a lot of it's a combination, man. It's it's a lot of ins and outs, as Lebowski would say. So
3: Yeah, I think the the first domino is the Sexton you know, switching teams, yes, I think there are other factors. It's odd that Yamaha doesn't want to support this. We're not exactly sure what the reasoning for, for that is. But I feel that if Sexton isn't switching teams and Sexton is 100% in, that the other pieces fall into place. I, to me, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. You can blame other people also. Yeah. I think that's where it begins.
0: But why Why? Why do – like, why does – you know, like, I get Weege, that's the best possible team to win – but when does Riders bow out because they don't feel like it's the strongest team? Like that's oh, I'm with you. Yeah, We like, don't have
3: a history of this. We, we, how often are the three fastest dudes ever on the team? It almost never works out. Yeah. I mean, Eli Tomac skipped it for, like, what, six out of eight years or right, something?
0: Right, something, yeah. And we
3: were still – well, we had other teams that didn't go also, by the way. We didn't have one the year before last year. Point is, we didn't always have Eli Tomac just as an example, and we yeah. were still sending teams. So I agree, but if Sexton was on the team – I do think it works out. Is it bad that that's this much of a factor?
2: It shouldn't be, but yeah. I think it is.
0: Well, I think the last time we didn't send a team outside of COVID was '04, right?
2: Did we not send one in '09?
0: Yeah, that was Two? the Dungey year.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, I, thought I thought there was another year. No, 0-4. Yeah, I know 0-4 for sure. The year after I went, they were like, "You know what? <laughs> we, we're not going to go. We're not going to go again with that with that those guys." So I think I think I was. <laughs> I think I was the guy that they just were like, yeah, we can't go. We're, we can't go anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens, I guess.
3: You know, the issue here is I've committed. I've purchased travel to a European motocross nation for the first time ever. I've never gone. And yeah. uh, look what's happened. Yeah. Look what has happened.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's all your fault. I sure. believe I
3: might end up going. I guess, uh, hey, the Lawrence's. They race with us all year. Go Team USA, Australia. That's all we've got. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there either way. Oh, we know JT will be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, we we just we went on that assumption for sure. Um,
3: Steve, do you think JT is very upset about having 31 races this year? Is it really crapping his style?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Just, just yeah, no, it. it's it's absolutely crushing him. He he's right in there with all those mechanics complaining. He hates hey, going to races. <laughs> yep, yeah. Can't stand hey, it. He hates going to races uh okay well uh that's it super motocross i feel like we didn't really like bring it this pod i don't like you guys were busy i didn't i watched a sweeper with no wi-fi um <laughs> i don't know I, yeah. i'm not blaming anybody i'm not blaming anyone on this pod i just we're not, I Xanax. okay we're not i don't know if we delivered for our listeners on this particular podcast but i mean you know i mean we i don't it?
3: want you to start using the rant first but now that i think about it i kind of wish you had told us about this sweeper deal at the beginning because I do feel like Unadilla, no Iron Man. You didn't go to Iron Man, right?
0: Yeah, I was in in England. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, so I think JT and I knew that we had to be a little more informative, even though you're normally the host of the show. Uh-huh. But I didn't realize that basically you don't see one turn of no. these races.
0: No, and then due to my flight fiascos I, and, and NFL football, I've watched 25 percent of the race back. So I haven't even really got into that yet. To you know, normally I watch the race back, and so yeah there's a lot of. i think we need to start this pod over oh okay do you you just want to say hey mathis how was the view and then step back (laughs) yeah then jt and i'll take it from there right right yeah yeah. all right well it is what it is what hey listen this pod this podcast was free so get your money back i guess if you're not happy um
3: we killed the regular season races we really killed it
0: (laughs) we're on to chicago we're on to chicago (laughs) yeah
3: uh, two notes for Chicago. Yeah, so now that okay. I know that truly is a hybrid track, I believe the Redbud crew will be there for the motocross portion. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool to actually hear they're doing it that way. And the press conference, 11 a.m., they do want fans to attend that. The pit party opened at 11 at Charlotte, and they expected fans to get over there. When we started, there wasn't anyone because they literally just opened. And then all of a sudden, Cooper Webb said something, and then there were cheers out of nowhere. It was like a half hour in, and then suddenly enough fans had come over to start cheering. Never really had people cheering in the press conference, but that's supposed to be part of the appeal if you come on Friday. So they did tell me, tell everybody, if you're going to Chicago, be there by 11 on Friday morning, and we might, we're even considering taking audience questions. We'll see.
0: So it's but- not really a press conference because the press, you know, isn't Is there. Is there another
3: presser Friday? No. I hate to tell you this, JT. Same program.
2: There's a, why, why are we having another press conference?
0: uh I,
1: I, we're
2: doing it baby
0: okay wait what do you mean we we what do you mean another press conference we
2: don't have a press conference at like round two of supercross or oh i see what you mean got it got it
0: no this is all part of the fan fest yeah. camping camping money spectators pit bike races okay. you know it's all part of the experience i guess how was your uh your smx show at the track how was that
2: it was fun i actually enjoyed it it was like a live show um It was very, very similar format. You know, like guests up there talking about racing. Right. It was good. I just, I'm I'm all for the press numbers. Let's do what we got to do. I just had no idea that was
0: happening. I was. Holy shit. You you guys got a lot of work. When are are you guys also officiating pit bike racing? Do they have you do that too? Or is that. No. No. Okay. All right. No.
2: That is a rocket rob production.
0: (laughs) It's it's a big production for rocket rob. Absolutely. Do we have any results from that? Do we know?
3: They they keep telling me Joe dirt one. Who is this?
2: Who's Joe Dirt? Uh, I heard Rocket Rob mention him. I don't know who that is, though.
0: But it's, he did uh, mention him
2: at the, uh, at the SMX Insider
3: Show.
0: He's a Pastrana guy.
2: Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. No. Not Jimmy
3: did. D said, I beat RV, but I got beat by Joe Dirt. And I saw RV. First thing I get to the track Saturday morning, he's mad about how early he had to get up. Yep. And how early he had to be there. mm mm-hmm. And he's like, man, what do you expect? I got a blown out toe. I got a blown out toe from that tunnel jump. <laughs> it was a rough weekend on RV rough
0: Yeah, and a, a lot of meetings he heard He's really, he's a lot of meetings RV's not used to that program at all A lot of
3: emails, Yeah, out tow yeah, Had yeah. to be there at 6 in the morning Yeah.
0: So, okay, so uh, Now, me, I understood There was qualifying practice on Friday uh, I would not look for me at the track on Friday um, Because, yeah, nothing really happened um, So I will fly in Friday morning
3: No, no, you could You could go into the crowd at 11am And ask questions of the racers
0: Okay, yeah, I'll get right on that. Yeah, that would be great. Be great. Yeah. We
3: have Steve from Canada has a question. Yeah, you could ask Anderson a question.
0: Yeah, true. I guess I could. Yeah. Um.
3: <laughs> anyway, fans, be there at eleven a.m. and uh, participate. Cheer for the riders. Cooper Webb is getting cheers, and I'm like, wait, what? What is happening? I've never heard this before.
0: Don't don't call it a press conference. Just call it a fan fest, a event, because it's not for real media. So,
3: um. Well, the real media is there asking questions. So.
0: All right. Okay. No, uh not you. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Weeds, JT, uh, Charlotte, SMX, catch the fever. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, guys. Thank you. See ya. See ya.
1: This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal. Photosport.com and Kubo links on racerxonline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partner.